0: up everyone and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Confusione, and sitting alongside me today and as always are my wonderful co-hosts Mr. Caleb Rosie mm-hmm. and Mr. Naaman Smith. Today Ooh. we join you in the absolute heat of March Madness. Women's tournament coming to a close soon. Men's tournament starting to ramp up. Sweet 16 has been selected and those games will start On Thursday, we're going to check in to see how our brackets are doing. Also, an update on NFL trades and new deals being signed as we speak. We're going to dive into that and a whole lot more for you on today's episode, number 26 of To the House. I'm going to kick it over to Prozy for a rundown of this episode.
1: All right, yeah, quick rundown of what we'll be discussing on To the House. Um, We're just going to talk, obviously, March Madness. That's what's really going on in the sports world, taking it by storm, if you will. Uh, we're, yeah, we're moving into that sweet 16, huge upsets taken over here in March, heading into early April for that finals in Houston, Texas. And then, yeah, like Caleb said, we're going to be going down deep into some NFL trades, but before these NFL trades, we're going to look at our brackets and see how each member of the to the house podcast has been doing and the numbers behind it. So I'm going to kick it over to Naman to start our in-depth rundown of all things. First and second round of this year's March Madness tournament.
2: Yeah, yeah, a few one and two seeds went down in the first and second rounds, and um, it was it was kind of interesting. It was a first round upset. FDU, like who is that? Yeah, FDU upset Purdue. Crazy win. FDU doesn't even have a uh, a logo. Their logo is literally just you go into Word document, you pick a font. F-D-U that is their logo yeah they're not relevant or yeah. at least they weren't they no, are now they didn't even have a band they had to use um some some other schools band uh, for their for March Madness because you're supposed to bring a band and they weren't the other only number one seed to go down uh, the other one that went down was. Kansas. Can- no? Wait, yeah, yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas
1: lost to yeah. Arkansas by one point in the second round. That was a
2: good game. Oh, yeah. And then Marquette got beat by the veteran coached Tom Izzo's Michigan State. And then another two seed that went down was Arizona in the first wow, round as man. Well. to Princeton, crazy. who Prince- absolutely crazy. has
1: creeped their way into the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Who would have seen that coming? Not An me. Ivy League school being good at like sports other than like rowing? Like, come on now. Like, what's <laughs> up good for with them, them? Honestly, yeah, yeah. And uh, something about the state of New Jersey because Saint Peter's had a big upset last year. Um, FDU and Princeton, they're all in New Jersey, all three of those schools. Big oh, yeah.
0: upsets. Yeah. The crazy thing about that, uh, the FDU Purdue game on average, FDU, like average per player, was the shortest team in the tournament, and Purdue was the tallest. Wow, and yeah. FDU still won that, which is insane. So, yeah, I think their average height was like just a little over six foot, like it was nothing crazy. So, oh,
1: uh, one more fact about FDU that I found interesting there was a guy. At the FDU-Purdue game, who is mm. sitting in the media booth, who looked very young compared to all the other broadcasters at the booth. Yeah. His name is Jordan Sarnoff. He is actually the director of athletic media for the FDU athletics of men's basketball, women's bowling, men's soccer, softball, and men's and women's tennis. Oh, my gosh. Wow. One thing about this guy is that not only is he a director of athletic media for a Division One school, technically, yeah. but he is a junior at the university. <laughs> Oh my god. That's so crazy. he is working a full-time or maybe semi-full-time cuz he doesn't do all the sports. You to
0: saying, that's crazy.
1: I looked up dude. this guy's LinkedIn cuz I love LinkedIn. This <laughs> dude was the sports information director and PA football announcer and all other athletics for his high school. Wow, all hey. 4 years. <laughs> all not like I literally all 4 years that was his job. Wow. So dude. as a freshman he was doing this, and he's been the director of athletic media. He's been on campus for three years. Wow. He has been the director of athletic media for three years.
2: Ladies, That, that guy, that guy has his life together. He is, yeah. Ladies, one, hit that he's guy. He's known up. what
1: he's wanted to do since he was thirteen or fourteen. Wow, yeah, maybe even and before he stuck that. To it, and this guy's got work ethic and drive, yeah. and he's taken over. And now. The NCAA has personally sent him an invitation to work athletic media for the Final Four, even though FDU got eliminated. That's very wow. cool. So kudos to Jordan. You got a great career ahead of you and yeah. dude, sick. Also,
2: it shows the coolness of small colleges. Yeah. Like at a college like Florida State, that would never happen.
1: No, because we have our own sports info department. We have our own directors of athletic media that have worked their way tooth and nail. Yeah. These men are in their, men and women are in their 40s and 50s just now making it to that. Yeah. Granted, he probably doesn't get paid as much as. A normal director of athletic sure. media, but yep. he still has still
0: that there. title. I mean the fact that he's doing that and he's also a student. Yeah. That's insane. And that, then that's a lot to balance.
2: Big upsets in the women's basketball march madness as well. Two number one seeds went down in the women's tournament. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. one, Indiana went down, and then also who was it? Number one Stanford went down. South is still alive and Virginia yeah. Tech is still alive.
1: They gave USF the business. Oh yeah. South Carolina I'm sorry, like I I don't foresee South Carolina losing no, in this no. tournament. No,
2: no, no, no. The only no, way that no, they no. would lose is if all their players got techs and like, yeah. or got ejected and or something. Even somehow.
1: then they might have built a large enough lead yeah,
2: yeah. to win so, that game. A funny thing that I saw that I sent these two right here, it was uh the <laughs> spread for the South Carolina versus Norfolk State yeah. game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Norfolk State. 49.5 points was the, the spread yeah. for that game.
1: I've never seen a spread that big. For women's basketball? They don't <laughs> even score 40 points normally. Did they
0: cover it yeah. for that game?
2: They uh, only won by 32. Yeah, so you only should have 32. Only 32, okay. so it did not cover the spread. I wonder um, who yeah. was like setting that and was like, yeah, that's not right. It's and probably, and you know, in Florida, Gene territory, <laughs> And then in Florida State hoops news, men's didn't make the tournament, sadly, but women's did. But they didn't show up to the tournament because in the first Georgia. round they got upset by 10 seed Georgia. Florida State was a seven seed. We big also have just
1: lost one of our key stars. True, she. Yeah, we, we had point. two girls out on injury. Yeah, an so we were just not a full. We were not a full stack of casts, So yeah.
2: And then one more thing that I just want to highlight right now: the World Baseball Classics oh, going on. Yeah.
1: Holy yeah. cow! It's been crazy. Trey Turner hit a grand slam, and all the Dodger fans are like, why couldn't he do that in October? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, shut up. Yeah, Like, and, you're, not, you're not even from L.A. And it
2: wasn't just a grand slam when it was like 0-0 in the game. Or like, the USA wasn't winning mm-hmm. at that point. We were down in the eighth inning. We were down by one run. Yeah. I believe it was two outs, bases loaded, Trey Turner comes up to the plate from Boynton Beach, Florida, went to the NC State Wolfpack. I was there this weekend, just to highlight, you know. Uh, and um, he he's he's a good-looking man. He's very fast he has on the, the bases. He's the best slide in all of baseball. Oh, and I'm like, amazing the slide. The
1: best, just the smoothest scent thing you've ever seen. Oh my
2: gosh, beautiful. Yeah. Also, like in, oh, other, yeah. Like in other
1: him? WBC news, um, Japan walked it off against Mexico mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Randy rosarina he's a Tampa Bay Ray. He's a wonderful outfielder. Was signing autographs between <laughs> innings. Yep. This man was literally signing autographs in between innings, giving the ball that he caught for that third out, signing it, and giving it away. He's a star. Yeah, now, Shanae Otani awesome. is on the other side of that team. Yeah. He is on the Japan team. Mm-hmm. That Japan squad, if they don't win at all, like, they said that the guy who was on first base for that walk-off run ran from first to home in 10.3 seconds.
2: Wow. wow.
1: Man was zooming. Yeah.
2: Japan and, does yeah. have a few stars. One that I do want to highlight um, Asuna is really good, but the next coming star from the country of Japan, his name is Roki Sasaki. He's 21 years old, and in a game against the Shex, he threw it over 100 miles per hour not once, not twice, like 21 20, yeah. times. Wow, he threw it over 100 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. He threw just 66 pitches. He's 21 years old. That is that is a talent right there. This is why some people
1: are like mad. They're like should we keep the World Baseball Classic? Should we get rid of it? I think for purposes such as this, this is a way for these guys to get to the United States and show what they can do. And there are yeah, guys
0: Absolutely.
1: There are guys like um this guy from the Dominican Republic, a 21-year-old dude. Is now just signed an MLB contract because of this World Baseball Classic. That guy's life would not have changed drastically if he didn't play in this. True,
2: true. And then one more thing that I want to highlight baseball-wise, well, two, I guess. Tonight, USA USA plays in the championship versus Japan. Yeah. Big showdown. That'll be exciting because Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are on opposite teams. Mm-hmm. When in the majors, they're on the same team. So that's always a fun little matchup right there. And then tonight, the bigger matchup, Florida State is taking on UF. Florida State's well, not doing t- too hot right now. UF is number three in the country coming to Tallahassee. It's it's going to be at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, which by the time you guys are hearing this, the game's probably yeah. already gone We're on. We're currently but.
1: recording at 6.53 yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, so, uh, first pitch uh, in
2: seven minutes. First pitch in seven minutes. So, guys, run. Run to the stadium right now. Yeah.
1: That's Uh currently what Naaman's doing, so we will give Naaman an early dismissal today from the To The House podcast. Peace out, y'all. And now, Caleb and Caleb are about to run you guys through the last few bits of March Madness before we head into some NFL trade news. Let's do it. So, to give you guys kind of like a quick rundown of who's remaining in this Sweet 16, it's the first matchups are Alabama, number one, Mm -hmm. versus five-seed San Diego State, who... Probably shouldn't have made it this far, but because but Virginia did. lost to Furman, number 13 seed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they had a pretty easy second-round game, which led them to now, in the Sweet 16, pretty, playing yeah. Alabama. Yeah.
0: Pretty easy road to the Sweet 16 for them. Honestly. and I, I, I want to see them give Bama a run for their money.
1: I, dude, I don't know. They haven't really had like a challenge. They have. you know, They beat um, Furman by 22 points in the second round, and yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm anxious to see that. Yeah. Uh, the second matchup in that same, in this South region, mm-hmm. is number six. This is crazy because in the Elite Eight, we could have either a six seed or a or 15, 15 seed. right? Because Princeton, not only did they beat number two Arizona, but they absolutely swamped Missouri, yeah, Missouri. in the second round. They beat them by 15. Mm. Princeton, Ivy League nerds beat a SEC school.
0: Could be in the elite eight. Could be in the elite, elite eight, but they have the to elite
1: make elite. it past Creighton, who was one of Naaman's many, many sleepers that yeah. he suggested. Creighton's a solid. Creighton has always been a basketball school.
0: I watched I watched them play Baylor in um, that game. The, the, it, 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 there was never really a chance for Baylor to really even be in that game. Like, I don't think they even had a lead. Close. I'm not sure if they ever I don't had know a the lead. Name they I think they may have come within, like, four points yeah. one point. But, it, I mean, they Creighton was convincingly ahead, like, the entire time. So
1: Creighton's line, they did not disappoint in the first round, played NC State, one by nine, okay? Yeah. Kind of what you expect from a 6-11 game in the first round. Yep. yep. Second round, they go to play number three, Baylor. Okay, Baylor had just beat their team, USCB, in the first round by 18 points. Mm-hmm. Okay, not what we – it's, of course, what we expected from yep. Baylor. Yep. Get to the second round. Bro, they beat these guys by 9. Like yeah. it wasn't even like a buzzer beater or anything no, big upset. It was a convincing it was a commanding win. lead, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, they they defend well. Uh they get to the basketball. They move better. the ball well. They move the ball extremely well, so they're they're a really fun team to watch. I I think Princeton's going to see their little run come to an end here in this round yeah i you know obviously i think everyone's rooting for princeton just because it's kind of funny but like creighton is a solid team if yeah so i I hope creighton and alabama face each other in the the elite eight
1: if you were to tell me that creighton would be in the final four at this point in the tournament i would not be surprised they're hot they're hot these guys from nebraska they're farm boys man these farm boys can play basketball So moving down into the east region, we have from the state of Florida, nine seed FAU FAU, (laughs) taking on Tennessee, who FAU should not be in the position that they're in because they had a pretty easy route. I mean, they only won their game against Memphis by a buzzer beater. Yeah. So yeah, eight nine seed supposed to be like that, you know? Yep. Yep. Then they get to the next round and they're facing a sixteen seed when they were supposed to be playing Purdue. Playing Purdue, right? And it's crazy. That they also only won by eight points. Yeah. You know? Like, it's crazy that FDU kept it that close. That they almost Mm -hmm. made it to the Sweet 16. And now, Tennessee, who had a commanding win over Duke, with an injured point guard, their star point guard, out.
0: Coming into a a Sweet 16 game against a nine-seed FAU who has not performed, like, by any means extremely well in this tournament, I feel like Tennessee... Tennessee should have this one. right? I, I, they just got yeah. all the momentum in the world. They, I mean, obviously that one against Duke is huge. I mean, we talked about Duke. A lot of people talk about Duke being one of the sleeper. They were in my Final tournament. Four. Yeah, yeah. They they could have gone for. They they're always a solid team. Yeah, but for Tennessee to beat them by what is that, uh, thirteen points? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, mean, I was
1: not. I looked at the score and I was like, dude, what the heck? Like Duke is not supposed to be like losing this bad. Yeah, so
0: I think you could very very easily see Tennessee in yeah. the early date and possibly possibly,
1: possibly the if they can get some chemistry going because that win against Louisiana in the first round was only by 3 points. Yep. So it, it they seem very inconsistent to me. Yeah. Which is the final four. The final four is anything. I mean, not the final. The March Madness tournament is anything but consistent. Right. If we've learned anything, especially from this year's March Madness. Yeah. And moving, I feel
0: like that's said every year. It's like, oh, you know, like.
1: I don't know, dude. You know, all, I think this is, I, I but, truly believe that this is not like any other tournament. This
0: one's been crazy because there's, I mean, there's been a lot of one and twos that went down very early. Yeah.
1: Especially in the first round. A lot of 16, 15 seeds, mm-hmm. like lower seeds making it far or farther. Now, moving down, I actually predicted this week 16 matchup perfectly. I know that Tom Izzo's team, Michigan State, are dogs. No matter what seed you have them. I mean, they've yeah. made it to the Final Four as a seven Tom. seed before. Yeah. So, in my mind, it's like, why wouldn't you pick Michigan State in the postseason? I mean, they win by 10 against USC. They win by 9 against a two seed in Marquette. And then now they're playing Kansas State, who actually beat Kentucky by six. So both two great squads that can score high numbers.
0: Yeah. That's gonna be a very entertaining
1: game, I think. You know, Keontae, it, do you remember were you at the Florida Florida State game, Keontae Johnson? Do you know who that is? The guy that yes. collapsed on the floor? Yes. Did yeah, you yeah. know that he went to the hospital, was in the was in a coma for three days? I saw this story on either the Sport Business Journal or Front Office Sports, one of those big pages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Went in a coma for three days, hospitalized for two weeks. He turned down an insurance payout of $5 million. Wow. If they, He said you can have this $5 million as long as you promise to walk away from college basketball forever.
0: Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He said no. He said no. He went, and now yeah. he transferred from Florida after he was cleared to play to yes. Kansas State, now is the leading scorer yep. for Kansas State, and is in the Sweet 16 after beating teams like Kentucky, Montana yes. State, and playing Michigan State. On the road to the Final Four.
0: Yeah, I, I heard about that pre-tournament like a week or so before the tournament. Um, actually, on uh, on ninety six five the Spear. Oh, was shout
1: out 96.5 the Spear, best yeah. best Tallahassee sports radio station in Absolutely. Tallahassee. Oh yeah, love but, that guy. By, by far.
0: I think someone was talking about it on 96.5 the Spear. Um, it's an incredible story. I mean, the fact, now I mean, now he's got an opportunity here in the Sweet Sixteen. Against a really good Michigan State team. I think yeah. this this could be the most entertaining game we see in the Sweet Sixteen, just given the leadership of Coach mm-hmm. Izzo and like his ability and experience and, yeah. in the tournament to do well. I mean that's I mean, you know that team's gonna show up to play and K State obviously on a huge run. Um Keontae Johnson, I wanna see him do well, so We'll see. That side of the bracket for me is totally busted because I had Purdue winning the entire thing. I and dude that you're telling was me that's the most heartbreaking thing ever. But we're
1: about to get to the other side of this bracket, bro. And it's dude, I am upset because the
0: other side looks better for me. The other I actually I, had Arkansas doing going into the Elite Eight, which mm-hmm. is still a very real possibility. Yeah, the
1: best the best region for me was the Midwest, which we'll get to last, but right now we're in the West. And in the West, our Sweet Sixteen matchup is number eight seed Arkansas. Versus number four, UConn. Now, Arkansas. Okay, dogs. They're dogs. Don't get me wrong. These guys, these guys will mess you up. But here's the thing: we didn't think they were going to mess you up because over here they were playing Illinois in an eight-nine game. We're like, I for show, the Fighting Illini. They're okay. They're not bad. They could either team could win this game, you know. Then they go to play Kansas, and we're like, I okay. They got a win. Good win. Good job. Clap it up. You're about to get pooped on. Yeah. You're about to get pooped on on live television. Like, good luck. They are the team that owns Kansas. We were wrong because Arkansas fought hard. They were down and fought hard, got the lead, kept that lead, and then just shut Kansas down in the last final seconds.
0: I picked Arkansas. I'm not going to lie. I filled out my bracket pretty quick. I don't know if I accidentally tapped on them or (laughs) if I legitimately meant to pick Arkansas. I think I think in the back of my head I was like yeah woo pig right like that was yeah like, you know the woo first, pig like, yeah ten I'm with episodes you. of our podcast we said woo pig like four hundred times yeah so
1: that's just in your brain
0: so I was like woo pig right like we got to just go with the Razorbacks here here we are now they're playing UConn uh, with tons of momentum I
1: mean, I mean UConn they they're a historic program I mean they, they had a pretty walk program. a pretty easy win in the first round you know commanding win over St Mary's which shout out to St Mary's like these guys like. I don't know. I I just love seeing just like happy a, they were there. yeah they they were they were the team that we would denote as just happy to be here oh, and yeah. like yeah they you got one fun. win in the
0: tournament they did they made yeah the
1: round. over VCU who's a team who's known to cause upsets in the past and so yeah be a good matchup one to look out for that game is actually going to be Thursday night at seven so it's going to be one of our earlier games in the mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. but now but like Kansas losing. Like now we know like if Kansas State goes to the Final 4 like they own Kansas at yeah. least for this year. Yeah. Moving down, this is a matchup to watch. Gonzaga, number 3 seed facing the 2 seed UCLA. The Big Chris game. Fam pick of UCLA that he said you should put at least a grand on. He is yeah. so confident in this UCLA squad yeah. and I mean rightfully so. They had a commanding win obviously in their first round. They performed how a second seed should perform in the first round. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, Close win against Northwestern. Like, you know, they were like, eh, you never know. They were kind of trailing, kind of not. Maybe they were playing down to their opponent. Maybe they thought, oh, we went too hard the first round. Let's kind of rest a little bit because we know we're going to make it. Kind of got a little scare. So I think that Gonzaga, who's had a couple of close wins, almost lost in the first round to Grand Canyon, you know, the commercial school.
0: Yeah, I think Gonzaga's due for an L here. I really do. I've got Arkansas and UCLA. Um, in the uh in that Elite Eight matchup. Yeah. I've got UCLA making it to the final. Granted that was against Purdue, but I mean UCLA's still alive and hopefully we'll get there. Um but yeah, UCLA forced to be reckoned with, I think. Um Gonzaga. The 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 weird the thing about Gonzaga is like that program always has such high expectations because like they're just they're known for their basketball program, obviously. Yeah. And this year it's just like I don't know. It's kind of a different vibe from like the fans and things like that. It's like they know, okay, this team is not as talented and not doesn't have the chemistry that we've had in past years. So I don't know that the fans are necessarily expecting a deep run after this or even to win this game. Um, it's just not the same Gonzaga team we've seen in years past. But no. UCLA looks good. I think UCLA and Arkansas would be a really fun uh, Elite 8 matchup.
1: Me, too, bro. Yeah. Personally, yeah, Gonzaga's great and all. Like, I kind of don't like them. I want UCLA to perform well because they're just a historic yeah. basketball school. I mean, come on, the run in the '60s and '70s, like they have the most titles of any NCAA mm. basketball program. I mean, the Wooden Award, the for the most valuable player in college basketball, is named after the UCLA head coach. And Gonzaga, honestly, that one year in 2017 when South Carolina men's team went to the Final Four, they lost in the Final Four to Gonzaga. So I hate mm. them. But moving up. Into the Midwest. This is my bracket that's the most intact. I think I had Indiana playing Houston instead of Miami. So we've got number five seed Miami, who we thought was honestly going to get snubbed in the first round. They seemed like a team that was susceptible to an upset. Is now in the Sweet 16 playing the one seed Houston, where Houston, you know, they kind of, they've had an ex- expectation. You could have predicted it. Like it was, it's easily like, Commanding win, commanding win, Sweet 16. We knew that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I picked I picked Drake over Miami for that first game. Um, yeah. I have a homie named Drake, so that's partially why.
1: But um,
0: yeah, I also, and I hate Miami. hate Miami. So exactly. Like the right I, want, thing to do. I want to see so, them
1: fail. And right. now it sucks because we're going to go around and we're going to be like, oh, FSU, you know, like you got like schmacked against us in football. And they're going to be like, Yeah, we made it to the Sweet 16.
0: We did beat them in basketball, though.
1: We did beat them at home with a buzzer beater. Or, yes, with a buzzer beater. We beat them at home for our ninth win of the season. Magic Cleveland
0: called game. It was crazy. So
1: they can say what they want, but, like. But, like, that buzzer
0: beater will go down in history for, like, this season.
1: This season. We'll remember it until the next time we play. They'll play replay, and then we'll move on. But, yeah, I mean, other than Miami, Houston's exactly what we expect. Mm-hmm. I mean they've had a they've been a commanding team all year, you know. They've stayed in that top 5 pretty much all season. They're in the American Conference. They don't play much like talent. So, we'll see how they go against an ACC team. in
0: like the Ohio State of this tournament like, yeah, for football. Yeah. They are, but
1: they played Auburn. Auburn's not that great, but here's <laughs> the thing. Auburn was winning huge. Yeah. They had a commanding lead. Our our editor John David was like dude, does Auburn have what it takes? And Naaman, like, pooping his pants. It's like, stop, you're jinxing us. <laughs> and it's like, you know what he's... We can, we can mimic him now because he's wet. Yeah, he can't say anything because he's not here. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, bro, it's not like, it's amazing that Auburn had that win or that lead, but Houston it was like, uh-uh, you know what, turn up. And they absolutely just, you know, they won 81-64. to They just tore it up live. They tore it up live, and then they're going in the Sweet 16, standing tall and feeling Feeling unstoppable. Exactly. We're on the same page. Yeah,
0: so Houston's good.
1: Houston's good. Moving down, (laughs) this is exactly what everybody probably predicted. I mean, I predicted this exactly. I think the only team I didn't predict to win at all was I got the Penn State one wrong. I put Texas A&M. But everything else, Pittsburgh, yeah. Indiana, I had everything.
0: I had everything here except for Pitt. I thought Iowa State was going to win that game. No, dude.
1: Pitt had the most ACC regular season wins like they did. They were commanding the ACC by the end of the year. Well, Which is like, pro- we're not paying attention to ACC play. FSU sucks. Yeah, so it's exactly. like, what are we going to know? So, so Xavier yeah. is playing Texas.
0: Xavier in Texas, yeah.
1: Xavier was... It was close. That pit game was pretty close. I actually thought Pitt had a chance to win. Now, Texas has done exactly what we know they're going to do. I want the Longhorn, in my personal opinion, of what I'm looking at here in the Sweet 16, of these 16 teams, the team I want to win, and you can give your answer, is Texas. Like, hook them horns, baby. I don't know what it is about those Texas Longhorns, but they get me Mm. fired up. There's a guy named Dylan Dissu on that team who's... Kevin Durant, if he could, ju- if he had the moves of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm. an elite scorer, which not Kareem was also a great scorer, but yeah. this man is inside the paint. If he's mid-range, hit green light every time. This guy doesn't miss from the mid-range. He owns the paint. This guy is a, a athletic build. Mm. I think he's like six eight. Just absolutely commanding. He, I think he had like twenty eight or twenty nine points against Penn State. He absolutely shut them down completely. Great defender, great reach. This guy is going to lead Texas past Xavier and hopefully, I believe, to the championship.
0: Mm. Good take. <clears throat> um, I mean, if, there, if there's one that I just like want to win, it would be Princeton because I think that would be amazing. But we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um,
1: like your take. Like if you had money and you were putting it down.
0: If I had money.
1: Who would you ride out with to the very end?
0: If I have money, I'm riding out with uh, i am I'm gonna stick with Chris family on this one. I'm gonna ride out with UCLA. Both of us
1: picking two seeds. I'm not very confident in these one seeds.
0: Uh, I'm not either. They, well, they've been dropping like flies. So yeah, uh, it's been crazy. I mean, for the reasons you said, UCLA, UCLA is a historic program. Uh, they they have some momentum coming into this game against uh, a down Gonzaga team, and they're either gonna be playing a four or a eight in the uh, in the elite eight. Yeah. Right. So like, that's a pretty. I mean, you th- uh, Gonzaga is probably the most challenging game they're going to have, but I don't think Gonzaga is what they used to be. I think they can get past Gonzaga. And then they're either playing UConn or, UConn or Arkansas, which I think, I like I said, I have UCLA and Arkansas um, in that Elite Eight game, and then UCLA ultimately moving on. Um, so I think if UCLA gets into the Final Four <laughs> – at that point, they have to get to the championship, right? Like, there's just no yeah, way. There's I, just no way they don't make it out. Like, I mean, they have to make it to the championship game. Um, I and you know they, they've got Houston on the other side, who's been dominant all year. Um, so, but yeah, I, I like UCLA a lot. Uh, I'll take I'll take Chris Fan's word there too. Yeah, trust trusted
1: source. Um, to give you guys, before we head into some NFL news, um, I want to give you guys just a rankings of like our. To the house podcast, we kind of did our own little March Madness bracket challenge as a podcast. We invited a couple of buddies, uh, Maddie Ice, who was on the he's been on a few episodes, who's on last week's episode, and we also invited our editor, John David, to get in on the action, and then obviously the three guys, me, Caleb, and Naaman. So currently the ranking stand is Confusionis at the top right now. Yes, sir. With 55 points. John David is creeping up behind him with 54, but he has the most points remaining. He
0: does. So
1: I think John David's gonna take the whole it thing.
0: It looks like John David's gonna take at the whole thing. At this point,
1: at this point, it's pretty predictable. Like I yeah. think. I don't I know. I think so too. Yeah. And then Matty Ice taking third. You know, he's he's creeping, he's not he's got not many points to spare. I, with the least points remaining in fourth place, have 40 points. Mm. So I'm I'm not I don't think I'm gonna shape up. But the person behind me. Is the man who made the most brackets in Mr. <laughs> Naaman Smith. And so he Money. also, but he also has the second most points remaining. So he has the most room for growth of you, me, and Matt. <clears throat> he needs it. He needs it. I think still, like with 106 points remaining, John David is most likely going to win that.
0: Yeah. It said, I don't know if you can see on yours, but mine says I'm the 84th percentile. Yeah. So that's pretty good. I thought like that's something. To I haven't write really
1: about. checked mine. I don't know. If you scroll Where does it up say to that?
0: The top, so like if you open up your bracket, you scroll up to the top uh, and go like all the way to the top right. It should say your overall percentile uh, oh. and your overall rank, your upset point. I think I you're on the right web now. browser. But yeah, I that,
1: that happened with my bracket challenge. So our like, salt company, our college ministry on campus is doing like a tournament challenge. And I think it was like 83 percentile or something. But I'm number one overall in that. And that bracket challenge has like 30 people in it.
0: That's the same one. You use for ours, right? Like no, racket? this is
1: different. We're using just the NCAAs. But it's blushing. like you made the same. thing. Oh, yeah, copy paste, same thing. So I'm going off of that. But um, yeah, no, that's our that's our ranking so far. I think this is pretty fun. You know, I like to do.
0: Yeah, I was happy. I mean, I usually suck at these things. So. Yeah,
1: me, Matty, Ice, and Caleb all we can't get the winner correct because we picked Purdue. Caleb picked yeah. Purdue, and then me and Matt both picked Kansas. So John
0: David was smart in picking Bama. Yeah, that that was smart because. Even if Vama doesn't ultimately win the whole thing, which they very well could. But even if they don't, like, they're making a deep run and yeah. they're still in a lot of these games.
1: Same with Naaman. I'm mean, picking. i surprised he picked Houston when they were in the same bracket as Auburn.
0: Like, Yeah, well, I mean, I think he had to be real with himself a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, moving forward, March Madness is crazy. I know it takes a lot to really explain, especially with how much those first two rounds take up. Uh, We'll keep you guys updated with everything March Madness all the way up until the final in Houston, Texas, as well as the women's final in Dallas, Texas, coming up soon. It's weird that they're having it in the same state, but, you know, whatever. We're not the NCAA. Moving forward, some NFL trade stuff going on in the world. Which one do we want
0: to get into first?
1: I want to talk about a team that nobody cares about. Absolute (laughs) bottom of the barrel, most irrelevant franchise. The losers of the NFL. And no, I'm not going to say the Jaguars. I'm going to say the Houston Texans. Yeah. What have they amounted to? Nothing. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, they've had a couple of good, like, draft picks, I guess. They picked Jadavian Clowney. That's cool. They picked a massage guy who's now a Cleveland Brown. So, we're not going to name any names, but it's pretty obvious. Oh,
0: they've also I'm, – I'm looking at it right now. They've signed uh – DT uh Sheldon Rankins to one year contract. Sheldon Rankins was a defensive tackle for the Saints and was very talented. So that's another I didn't even realize that's probably a more low key. Well something's signing, no, like
1: seriously, something is cooking in H Town. Uh they well, signed Dalton Schultz, who had a breakout year with the mm-hmm, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the best tight end in the league, but he's mm-hmm. definitely top five in my personal opinion. Dalton Schultz, he was top just five. a I think he's a top name four tight ends or five tight ends that are better than him.
0: George Kittle. Yes. Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, this is embarrassing for Yeah, me. it's
1: funny because you can't do it. Darren Waller. Darren Waller was injured. I'm is. saying of this season. Um,
0: Gusecki is probably better than he is. I think they're the same. Gusecki and Schultz? Yeah. That's fair, I guess. Uh, yeah,
1: Mark Andrews, you Mark, could say. Mark
0: Andrews, right. That's He's
1: one a, a, Dalton Schultz is a reliable guy. Mm-hmm. I, let's just say, he has pretty good hands. He's great.
0: He's just a little older. He's what. a little
1: older, and they signed him to a one-year deal for $9 million. They got him kind of yeah. cheap. But D'Amico, the 49ers defensive coordinator, is now the head coach of this Houston Texans franchise. D'Amico had a great year with San Francisco. Yeah. Obviously. He no, had that, one of yeah. the most stellar defenses an defense, outstanding defense on his side of the ball. But as a whole team, just on paper, wonderful. They produced, they did well, they didn't make it as far mm-hmm. as we had hoped, but you know what? That had not injuries just got in the way, you know. Brock Purdy's young. I believe that San Francisco's on to something, but himself and Houston as a head coach, not only did he sign Dalton Schultz, later that same day, he signs Devin Singletary, the he running was- back or the Buffalo it. Bills. hmm Not to mention that they already have Damian Pierce. So those two backs are two guys that the are two-headed th- monster. That's it be it could friend. be.
0: And I, I think that's going to – I mean, that seems like based on everything they're doing, they're going to play very old-school football. It's going to be great. I mean, just I mean, based on the, the – What else do you do when you're a defensive-minded
1: coach? Yeah,
0: I mean, he's going to play good defense, and he's going to run the ball. He's going to ground and pound. I mean, I mean, Davis Mills, Davis – Dougie Mills. hmm Probably not the answer at quarterback. No, I mean we've only seen him for a year. I don't want to, you know.
1: They also the Texans, real quick, also re-signed a long-standing left tackle, Laramie Tunsil, who's yeah. a great guy, and he is going to get a three-year deal that could be sixty million total guaranteed money.
0: They also so have a. He's getting paid. There's a certain speedster back in the building, Mr. Brandon Cooks.
1: He is with the Cowboys.
0: Oh, oh, my bad. That went the other way.
1: Yeah. He actually did not re sign, which is a little travesty going on in H Town. I don't know if they let him go. I don't know what they did, but I they mean, acquired, the Texans they, traded him away.
0: They acquired a 2023 fifth round pick and a 24 sixth round pick for the Cowboys. I
1: think that they just, that, you know, you can't keep everything, you can't have it all. And D'Amico knows that. So he knew he was going after these Sometimes people. And he, he performed like outstanding. And they need salary cap space. Yeah. So, yeah. I think overall, I'm not mad at them for doing that. I'm not either,
0: especially if they're looking to have more of a run-heavy offense. I mean, and even if they're not, like, let's, I mean, just face it, Cooks is honestly <laughs> past his prime. Like, he's yeah. really good. He was with the Saints for a little bit. He was really good with Drew. Uh, I think he played well with, uh, was he with Brady in New England for a little bit there? Uh, yes, I think he, was. I know he was with new England. I, just, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Brady was before, definitely was before there. Mac Jones. Yeah. So I think, you know, with, with, with Brady and breeze, obviously he had some good years, but like he's, does not have that kind of caliber yeah. quarterback in Houston. Um, now and he's just getting older. So yeah.
1: Now another team that's also kind of at that bottom of the barrel right now, but cooking Carolina is the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. There's something going on in the CLT. Because Miles Sanders, great running back for the Eagles, by the way, had a great year. I think that he was a stellar running back, reliable guy. Mm-hmm. He complimented Jalen Hurts very well. Oh, yeah. He signs with the Panthers. After the Panthers get rid of DJ Moore, after they basically gut their offense. Yep. You know, they like Sam Darnold, even Sam Darnold's gone. Mm-hmm. Even P.J. Walker, their backup quarterback, is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, they're down to the barrel. They've got Andy Dalton at quarterback right now. We all kind of know that they're going to draft C.J. Stroud Stroud because C.J. Stroud needs someone to throw to. Well, who's he going to throw to? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Signs with the Panthers as well. This is huge. That's huge. Three-year deal, which I didn't – like, I don't understand. Yeah, Um, and
0: and, and, and I think this is – a lot of people are, you know, obviously looking at the Panthers and saying this is huge for the Panthers, and it is. This is very – bad, I think, for the Vikings. Yeah, they got rid of Adam Thielen. What are they doing? Because Justin Jefferson, and he's a great receiver, no credit taken away from Jefferson. And they got
1: TJ Hawkinson tied in.
0: Right, right. But I think a lot of the reason that Jefferson is able to succeed is because his number two, Thielen, is so talented. Yes. like You have to cover both guys. You can't just double up on uh, Jefferson and just you know leave your leave the safety to cover your your number two the number two receiver like Thielen is a guy that you have to make sure you're covering and covering well so that opens up a lot of opportunities for Jefferson to do his thing yeah so I think it's going to be a big wrench in the Vikings offense you yeah. have Hawkinson which is great but what um, other
1: where's their other receivers you know uh, like right you can only you're going to cover a tight end regardless you know yeah. that's not you're not going to put your best corner on your tight end
0: good luck to Kirk
1: yeah so we'll see what happens there. But now, huge for
0: Carolina, though.
1: With the the Eagles, dude, the Eagles are kind of shifting gears as well. Not only did they get rid of Gardner Minshew, they sent him to the Colts. So I think Gardner is going to get himself a starting job, which is nice, unless the Colts draft somebody. But good for Gardner, you know, whatever. He's back in the AFC South.
0: Yeah.
1: Not on the team I'd prefer, but it's whatever. Eagles grab Marcus Mariota as their backup, which is like, whatever, you know, Heisman Mm -hmm. guy. Doesn't really perform that well in the NFL. They extend Darius Slay, the mm-hmm. Eagles. They keep him, which is great. And then their last big move is they actually trade, or they do not re-sign C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He signs yeah. with Detroit.
0: C.D. Deuce is an outstanding player. Yes. And he was with the Saints for a while. He was very, very good until we released him, I think, because of something he did off the field that was like controversial Mm-hmm. Anyways, Philly picked him up, and he was a huge part of their defense this year. Um, so yeah, any any team that ends up with CJ Gardner Johnson played for the University of Florida. That he yep. loves to talk. He loves to. He, he will get in well, his players' ears. He's kind of annoying, but you got. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of nice to have that on the team. Have someone mm-hmm. with a little bit of you know, a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of confidence out there, a little bit of swagger. Yeah. So he's. He plays the position really, really well. Yeah. Um. So he's going to – where did you say he went? The Lions. <laughs> yeah. Detroit, dude.
1: Where? Freaking here's MC the
0: MCDC, baby. Here's the thing. Before City, you get into Dan that. Campbell's building up a squad. He
1: is because he, he signs David Montgomery, running back for the Bears. So we all know the Bears are going for a running back. One. That's great because I said that, be John Robinson or somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that'd be a great move for the Bears. And the Bears the Bears are back. Let's talk about that. The Bears are back. They're making all the mm-hmm. right moves in all the right places. I believe they're that coming back. They're on the up and up. Their they're slope line is positive. Yes. And what the Lions do is Jamal Williams. What they decide to do is they decide to send Jamal
0: to New Orleans down maybe. to the
1: bayou to play behind Derek so Carr every snap.
0: So happy about that. Which that, is a big move. That's huge for New Orleans. It's huge for us because I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, Camara has succeeded the most when he has, when he splits the carries with a ground and pound running back, which is what Jamal Williams is. If you look at his highlights, and he's able to catch the ball in the backfield. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. always been a huge part he was a star. Of, our, of New Orleans' game plan. So I think he's a great addition to this team. I'm glad. I, for a minute there, I was thinking. Sean Payton's gone organization doesn't see that we need a second running back like it's not gonna happen and then we go out and pick this guy up and it's just like finally like yeah the, you know obviously Mark Ingram was not the answer he's like 82 years old so now we've got a dude that yeah is a freaking beast. Saints.
1: the Saints have had a, a pretty decent stellar I would say off season. Is that
0: a good off? I mean, we're we're rebuilding the offense, and if I had to guess, I think that our draft is going to be very offensive line heavy, as it should be. Because it should that's be. That's the thing that needs repairing. If we have, I mean, we've got Olave. If we get Thomas coming back, we've obviously got the running back room pretty set now. Yeah. We just need we need a line, and yeah. honestly, honestly, I've been saying this for years because we've never really had one that's like <clears throat> outstanding, a nice like pass catching, super tall. Like, big tight end would be awesome. Yeah. Can't have everything, but...
1: If you guys could get somebody like a Darren Waller, that would be amazing. A TJ Hawkinson, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So, who knows, but maybe there's some guy in a future draft or trade that you guys could hopefully use and produce, but I think the Saints are on the up as well. The Jags have made absolutely zero moves in this free free agency period, which is fine. I don't really care. Uh, I think they're doing good things regardless. But a couple of big moves from a team that, you know, a lot of people hated for many years with Tom, the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have made some moves signing Juju Smith-Schuster. They have signed Mike Gusecki. And they have also traded away Damian Harris, their running back, to the Bills. Mm -hmm. So it's looking like they're making some moves as well. Uh, I don't know how Mac Jones is going to do with new weapons. I wonder what... It's going to look like. I don't know. Don't really care too much about the Patriots, but... They
0: also signed James Robinson.
1: They did? The Patriots signed James Robinson?
0: Running back Robinson. Former Jag. Yep, former Jag.
1: Then Jet. Now, what? Now, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that.
0: So, yeah. I That's mean, crazy. We'll, we'll see. I think Belichick's kind of in a weird era in his career now. He's it's post-Brady, and he's just trying yeah. to make do with what he has, and, you know, will... Mac ever be Brady? Probably not. Probably will not. he be good? I don't know. I mean, we'll see.
1: Yeah. Also, big so. news as well. A couple of big signees. Darren Waller gets shipped across the country to the Giants, which is That's crazy. Cool. I
0: like that. I, I, give give Giants weapons. But bro. he
1: just got married to a Las Vegas Aces WNBA star.
0: Darren Waller did. Yeah. No, no, just pack it up and move.
1: Right? No, her too. She plays for the Las Vegas Aces. Oh, frick. Yeah, they both live in Vegas, and so not have, Is there a WNBA team in
0: Detroit? Well, he's I'm one
1: sorry, of the Giants. New York, not Detroit. There is the New York Liberty. Well, but who we knows see about her going there? Maybe. Huh? Maybe uh, I have no idea. No, that's crazy. That, but
0: that, that kind of that puts their family in a weird spot. We definitely that's talked
1: good. about Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins last week. That's kind of older news. Rashad Penny signs with the Eagles. Uh, Alan Lazard on Aaron Rodgers' wish list to the Jets. See that? Do we want
0: to talk about that for a minute? I
1: think we did. Didn't we discuss that a little bit? Or no, we last never time? got a chance to. No, because was You, on me, and Naaman talked about it. That was on Wednesday. Yeah. Which we
0: recorded Tuesday.
1: Okay, so. well then, yeah, Aaron Rodgers... Okay, the Pat McAfee show, for one, had over 2 million listeners when Aaron Rodgers went Wednesday. Last Real ones
0: week. have been watching Pat McAfee way before this stupid announcement. <laughs> just saying.
1: First of all, Aaron Rodgers gets on there. And we're like, all right, dude, just tell us you're going to go to the Jets. We all know. And then he sits there and tells his whole life story... Like, we care. Tells us about his whole darkness tour or whatever the crap that his was.
0: His darkness retreat, man.
1: And then he proceeds to tell us in a little, like, off sentence that's not even emphasized, yeah, I intend to play for the Jets. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I'd, like to, it, I'd like to do it, that, I think.
0: I, I, I've watched, like, I've watched Pat, I, I, not as much lately, but I was, I watched Pat McAfee a lot this past summer. And, uh, he, he, um, He's always on on Tuesdays. I just, I he's a weird dude. Pat McAfee?
1: Yeah. Or no, no, no. Rodgers. Pat McAfee's
0: wonderful. I love him. Man. Pat McAfee's hilarious. He's, he's, he's vulgar, but he's actually he's he's really funny. He's he's entertaining, dude. Great at what he does. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is just kind of like, I don't know, just a very interesting, uh, kind of off guys guy. Sometimes just with like things he's he's kind of conceited. Uh, I think that's fair to say, just based on some statements that he's made. Um, but the, the the whole thing was like basically what it seemed like is the Packers didn't really want Aaron anymore, and Aaron just kept saying how like he was so okay with that and he was okay with that. Um. He said that multiple times, like, that's fine. He just said, like, I guess the Packers he, – he wishes that the Packers would communicate.
1: Yeah, they said that he way. wishes – well, they did. He says he wishes they were just more direct with their word choice. I
0: think it was – situ- I think this was a situation, and I heard someone else on the radio say this, so this isn't my own, but when this person put it – whoever was on the radio put it into words, I was like, that's exactly what I think. I just haven't been able to, like, come put up. Put it, yeah. Yeah. He said, basically, the Packers didn't want Rogers anymore – but Rodgers wanted them to want him, so that it guess. would be like yeah. more of a big deal for him to like go somewhere. Like the, Aaron ultimately wanted the Packers to want him. Like that yeah. was kind. Of, I think that's what Aaron
1: like. And that's lying is probably yeah. what he meant. He kept trolling them so he, that way they'd be like, "Wait so, a minute, did we make a mistake?" Yeah, he's like a crazy ex. He's a toxic ex. Yeah, that just wants you to want him back, so ultimately he can break your heart. Yeah. I, that's I, seriously I that's, who Aaron Rodgers is being right now.
0: I feel like that's what it was. And, and what's interesting, what is interesting that he said, though, is, I don't know if this is true or not, but he said going into his dumb little darkness retreat, whatever it was, he said he was 90% retiring going into that. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. To, I mean, if that's true, that is kind of crazy. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, I'm going to play for the Jets. So, you know, obviously. Moving re- forward. Results yeah. of this, the Jets. They have a years. wish
1: list. They have Aaron Rodgers' wish list I that has list. Um, Mercedes Lewis on it. They haven't signed him yet. Odell. Has he wants to get Odell, Odell, which is the big name. Yeah. Alan Lazard, who they did sign for a huge contract, of like mm-hmm. a three-year 40-something million, which is crazy. I forget who the last person is on that wish list. Randall Cobb, maybe?
0: I think he wants Cobb, yeah. So, yeah,
1: and then hopefully they can get that happen. I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. Zach Wilson released a quote. They asked him what it would be like. What do you think – the culture will be like in the New York Jets facility if you sign a veteran quarterback, and his, his response was, "I'm gonna make that guy's life a living hell in practice." So Zach Wilson is still who we know and love. He's a menace to society. He is a frat boy that was given millions of dollars to play in the NFL. Dude, and, imagine! I mean, these yeah.
0: two guys like like that's that's my worry with this team. Is you have. Aaron Rodgers, who has just—so you know, much drama has come from him in Green Bay. And then you have Zach Wilson, who's just, like, a freaking rebel. What is like, he doing? The like, guys that are supposed to be, like, leaders of this team are, like, just two of the most, like, toxic people in the locker room, yeah. probably. I don't so, know like, what that's that, going to be that like. That scares me. Otherwise, like, talent-wise, not Zach Wilson, but talent-wise, yeah, Aaron Rodgers can still sling it. Like, he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's a dog.
1: Yeah. But— Slight dog.
0: Slight we don't like him, but he's dumb. Yeah, but you know, and and on the other side for Green Bay, I am excited to see. I hope Jordan Love has the season of his life. I
1: hope so too. I hope he does better than the Jets. I uh, hope he goes. Yeah. I hope they go like thirteen and three, and the Jets go like <laughs> nine and eight. Yeah. You know, like average. Yeah, because that's worse than a losing season for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So i I'm really excited to see what the Green Bay Packers do behind a guy like Jordan Love.
2: I think love, love, they've only working.
1: had in the past like 30 years two starting quarterbacks or 20 years. Yeah. It's only been Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for years. Yeah. Nobody else has started a full season.
0: Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. And, uh, you know, good for Rodgers. He'll have another opportunity. Uh, you know, he did express his love for Lambeau and um, just Green Bay and the whole organization, which I think was genuine. I mean, that organization some a lot for him. He's obviously done a lot for the organization too, but
1: he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. He's going to be he's in the Hall, Hall of Fame as a Packer. Like as, you know as a Packer, like right. his time with the Jets will be known but not historic.
0: If he wins a Super Bowl, which I don't think they will. And I don't know how long he's intending on being in New York for. Um if he wins a Super Bowl it'll be historic. Yeah, but,
1: but he's don't. but his time is a it's like Tom. Yeah. Tom's time as a Buck yeah. will be remembered but not Looked at as like this glorious storyline as like his New England Patriots yeah. career. Yeah, he's a patriot. For like people. he's a patriot. Everybody knows that. Absolutely. New England knows that. And with Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay knows that.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm excited to see. Yeah, love start and then you know, uh, and the deal still hasn't been finalized yet for him going to New York.
1: It's Alan Lazard or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Ah, yeah. So, no, there's yeah, been we're still no waiting on yeah.
0: that, but we know it's. And, and if anything, this you know this. Um, appearance on Pat McAfee will maybe speed up that process a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. Well, so
1: that's everything we've got. We try to cover all that we can with the craziness of March Madness, World Baseball Classic, and the NFL because, you know, the NFL is year-round whether you like it or not. So that's all we've got for today. This is episode 26. Uh, we really appreciate all of our fans. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We have so much fun on this podcast, and we will be back next week to discuss more basketball, maybe more football, and to give you guys some results on that World Baseball Classic. Again, this is Naaman, Caleb and Caleb, signing off.